What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, the podcast in which we speak with some of the brightest minds working in the media business today. I'm Andrew Wallenstein with Variety. Riot Games is the company best known for the hugely popular League of Legends. But it's also making a name for itself as a TV show producer. The Netflix series Arcane is just the first step in Riot's bid to traverse the risky nexus of entertainment and gaming. For Riot's vision of the future, I spoke with Mark Merrill, co-founder and president of games at Riot, and Shauna Spenley, head of entertainment in a joint interview recorded last month at the Variety Gaming and Entertainment Breakfast, presented by Pixel United. It's all coming up on this episode of Strictly Business. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. 
To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with Riot Games executives Mark Merrill and Shauna Spenley. Welcome, everyone. Looking forward to have a great conversation with you guys. I'm sure you're familiar with Riot Games just because you've driven by that really cool logo on Olympic <laughs> Boulevard. But there's more to the company. So as the co-founder, why don't you set us up? And for those who don't know, explain Riot. Yeah, Riot's a little difficult to explain, actually, uh, because you know our roots and focus as a company really is in gaming, but we do a lot of things, including sports, which of course are esports, uh, a lot of music, and now you know we've uh, dipped our toe in the water uh, with entertainment uh, with our cane. Clearly, you guys are not you know just the average uh, game studio. A lot of different pieces of the puzzle, and we're here, of course, to talk about this gaming and entertainment convergence and our cane and what that represents, but I still want to do some more table setting. League of Legends is obviously the biggest piece of this puzzle. So I, I want to make sure everyone understands that sort of underlying property before we talk about the IP. Sure. Um, so the League of Legends phenomenon, just give the scope for this thing. Sure. Um, so the easiest way to contextualize what League of Legends is, is really to compare it to a sport. Uh, because the game itself is relatively simple uh, in that there's essentially what you do as a player is you join up with another four players and you play against another team of five players. And you essentially are choosing uh, what we call a champion to be for that game session, which lasts anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, and then the depth of engagement really comes from the fact that you're leveling up, you're trying to kill other players. Uh, essentially, if you, it's sort of more analogous to, say, basketball, where... You know, the, the court and the rules are relatively simple, but every game is different because there's so much player-expressed creativity. Um, and so uh, League has, you know, a little over 3 billion monthly hours of engagement, uh, you know, just playing the game. And so one of the things that's also important to understand about League is that uh, it is a very hardcore game uh, in that it is, it's, you know, we always thought about it as a targeting a niche. Um, and it turned out that, especially on a global stage, you know, that niche uh, was much larger than we ever anticipated. And so the game operates as a service. It's completely free. And the, you, know, you never have to spend any money in the game if you don't want to. Uh, and our business is really premised upon actually selling cosmetic virtual goods. And so uh, it was incredibly difficult to raise money back in 2006 and 2007 when Brandon and I were 24 and 25 starting the company. Uh, because, you know, to, to, as one VC put it, they're like, wait, you're going to have a multiplayer online battle arena game where college-age kids are killing each other online, and then the way you're going to make money is they're going to play dress-up doll? And we're like, kind of, but not really. And they're like, yeah, good luck with that. 
Uh, and so, you know, but it turned out to work. Okay. And the esports market, I mean, in that report that Variety Intelligence just put out, we crunched the numbers on the size of this market. Uh, it's not just about playing the game, it's the people watching it. So that's like a whole secondary market that comes into this. For sure. And so we always thought about investing in esports as sort of a feature of League of Legends, where it really enhances the experience of being a League of Legends player and fan. Um, in a similar way to, you know, oftentimes the way somebody will learn how to play American football is you first start throwing the ball, you know, with your parent or friend in the backyard or whatnot. And then you see it on TV. And then there's leagues where you can start to learn and, you know, understand the complexity. League of Legends has all of that complexity. So it's very, very difficult to learn. And so the way that the game really grows is once people get over the hump, you know, of learning how the game works, right? They start to appreciate how many layers there are and how fun it can be to replay it. And so uh, a lot of players love watching people who are incredibly good at the game perform at the highest level because they can pull off moves that, you know, most of us normal humans are simply, uh, you know, can simply dream about. And so it's incredibly fun to watch. Got it. Now, Shauna, you're over at a little company called Netflix. Yep. Does everyone, you've heard of that, right? So <laughs> it's a little bitty thing. You're over there. Yeah. You're looking at the gaming market. You're looking at League of Legends. You saw a certain potential in terms of that IP, I take it. Well, yeah. So, so my role at Netflix was to run um, marketing for the, all the English language content, all the, the titles across film, TV, animation, everything. And so when you're looking at roughly 1,000 titles a year, and I was there for 15 years, so I, I saw everything perform, whether it was our originals or, or every, frankly, everything that we licensed to. And it's really rare that you see IP. I mean, we all know this, but, but IP of this caliber that is completely untapped cinematically. So with over 600 million people interacting with League of Legends since its inception, it's, it's incredibly rare that you would not have film or TV adaptations um, already in existence. And, and League of Legends as an IP is so massive. Again, being at Netflix, we started to see what was performing across all of Southeast Asia, um, in Japan, and in Korea. And so I started to pay close attention to this IP because it was pretty clear to me that there was this massive demand um, and, and no supply. And, and so I'm curious, back at Riot, what the decision-making was like in terms of, hey, let's go do this convergence thing. Let's transition the IP. What, what kind of uh, conversations went on internally that made you think, we got to do this? You know, uh, I would be lying if I said it was incredibly strategic. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, what it really was, was organic uh, and sort of birthed from love of the IP where, you know, Riot has like 900 people who paint all day long. And, you know, so we have, we're probably one of the largest, you know, creative employers in the world. And so we have this incredible amount of this wonderful creative talent. And everybody at the company is very aligned around the mission, which is we aspire to be the most player-focused game company in the world. And so for us, you know, as players are engaging with the game and loving it, and we're building esports, and they're developing these characters, and people are playing, everybody loved these characters, but you could only interact with them from this sort of third-person isometric view, they were sort of tiny, but we all viewed them as creators, and our players viewed them as these real characters, and they were curious, where are they from? And you know, so we wanted to try to build the muscle in other mediums to elevate 
our players' relationship with the IP and with these characters. And a lot of that started with music, then it started with some storytelling and some cinematic trailers and whatnot. Uh, and then, you know, Christian Link, uh, who is one of the individuals who helped to build our music team, um, you know, had this crazy idea. Well, first we started doing music videos, which was another crazy thing, um, where he said, well, in, back in like 2015, what if we made a full animated series? And, and we didn't even have dialogue in any of our trailers at that point. And so going from where we were to trying to create something that would be great and meet our players' expectations in scripted entertainment was a massive leap. And so, uh, but then we started just to experiment and do some tests and figure out what would it take and sort of work backwards from that goal of if we were to try to create something great that did justice to the league IP but was in well executed in a medium that other people could enjoy too, what would that be? Uh, and really that was the journey of Arcane. Uh, and I would be remiss to, to, you know, to mention or to not mention the, our incredible partners with Fortiche, uh, which is our animation studio out in Paris, our partners that did Arcane. We worked with them on many of the music videos uh, and a lot of different collaborations you know, earlier on and had this deep trust. Uh, and you know, we had to figure out how to build this great animation pipeline with them in parallel. Took six short years <laughs> to get no, nothing. to the screen. But, but again, I think it speaks to Riot's willingness to experiment and to, there's just a ton of entrepreneurship, creative entrepreneurship inside the company. So in order to create something of that caliber, you really have to give it a ton of space to, to figure out its identity, and that's what they did. But it's interesting to me that you guys entrusted people who didn't really know TV animation mm -hmm. to do this. I mean, when you first heard that, what was your reaction? You know, to me, it's not that strange because, again, I, I sort of felt like, you know, I was at Netflix for a long time, and we did a bunch of stuff we didn't know how to do. And so the idea that they, that they did the same thing, it's actually the DNA of a company that I love. And so it wasn't that strange to me. I'm sure it's strange to others, but, but there was no market for animation of this caliber. Like the, let's leave the budget to one side. We don't have to talk about that. But, but just the ambition of it, it doesn't really exist in adult animation at all. And so I just was really inspired, frankly, that they were willing to do something that nobody does. And part of that is really enabled by the fact that we're able to go long-term. You know, and our business model, like, you know, it's really centered around games and keeping players engaged. And then we build these around game businesses, esports, music, you know, consumer pro you know, products, et cetera, and broader entertainment to keep people engaged and to elevate. But it's really centered around reinforcing gaming. Got it. And Shauna, at some point, I guess you knocked on the door at your old friends at Netflix. And yes. what was the process of, of selling them on doing this? Well, it, it was fairly easy. I know a couple of people over there. So it wasn't, it wasn't as challenging as it might seem. But the, I think they... It was for us. Yeah. People were like, who are you guys? <laughs> yeah. But I think um, they understood as soon as we came in, one of the things that really helped them get, because they didn't really know the IP either, but was to understand how big our audience was in markets where I think Netflix wanted to grow. So I happen to know some of those markets. And so it was helpful, I think, to show um, just our reach in Korea, for example. And, and not surprisingly, Arcane's done exceptionally well around the world, but in markets where I think Netflix really was looking to grow their subscriber base. So I think it was just a perfect fit. 
Well, that would imply you saw data with regard to how the show performed. What was that like? No, we get little snippets. You'd be surprised. I mean, for somebody who was in that data for years, I we don't get much more than you all get. But they definitely gave us indications that it was uh, a success and that it was doing well. Well, also, part of it was that you guys brought something to the table in terms of getting the word yes. out. So talk about that. Well, yeah. I mean, we have an enormous platform, like I said. So with, you know... 180 million people playing uh, our games that are in this Rune Terra and this League of Legends sort of universe. We have um, enormous uh, platforms at our disposal too. So I think it allowed us to experiment in promotion to our base, which I think was why Netflix was so willing to disrupt their all at once model. Um, typically on Netflix, you would the show would be released all at once. And for Arcane, we release them in three tranches, which is very rare. But it was in large part because we had a bunch of promotional platforms that we were able to leverage on the game side and through uh, Worlds. Well, and it was a huge credit to Netflix and to Amazon Twitch, where uh, you know, to not shoot down the idea, also around us doing a free broadcast for the first act uh, leveraging Twitch as well to allow our streamers to do it because that really helped build hype and, and awareness in our community. Um, because again, even our players, like rioters were skeptical you know, about our uh, evolution into entertainment. A lot of our players were, people were nervous as heck. They're like, please don't screw up our IP, you know, that they love, you know, when we were trying to, you know, move into, uh, you know, or announce the animated series. Um, and then once people saw the show and it was great, they got really excited, which of course then hopefully help drive a lot of subscriptions over to, uh, to Netflix. Yeah, Netflix broke rules of theirs to do it. But, I mean, huge credit to Amazon Twitch to let us do co-streaming. I mean, we were able to really uh, partner with a ton of uh, different folks in getting this launched. So you launched the show almost a year ago now, right? Yeah, just about. And I'm just curious, like, how do you feel now that you've done this and in terms of your readiness to do more? Validated? Is that, is that the right word? <laughs> and relieved. Relieved. Um, you know, I mean. Uh, Delighted. Yeah. Yeah. And just honored. I mean, and just so, so proud of, in particular, Christian and Alex, the, the showrunners and just rioters in general who have poured their hearts to soul in building this world and this IP. And uh, it's just really meaningful to them and to our players to not feel the oftentimes sort of skepticism and or stigma by sort of the broader mainstream in around our gaming. You know, it's like when people embrace like wow that's actually really cool what you're doing it's like that is that's something that feels different than the daily experience of being somebody who loves games and where oftentimes you know people will be like hey that thing you love doesn't have any worth uh, which we don't think is true so I also think I, I, look I might be biased too so I'll I'll own that but because this was built by rioters for players it wasn't an adaptation that sort of Hollywood rolled in and said, here, we know what we're doing. We're going to figure this out for you. It was very much a homegrown project that was built for players. And, you know, I think at, at the time, our employees would have been happy if it was on YouTube and just sort of there out there for free. The idea was that it was a gift to our players. So for us to feel like it's actually getting, you know, winning Emmys and it feels like it's part of the, the conversation was – bigger than we could have ever imagined. Um, but I think to Mark's point, 
any, whenever you're in a game company and you dip your toe into entertainment, there's this game curse that everybody talks about. So it's scary. It feels like you're going to somehow upset your players in trying to delight them. You, you upset them. And we're just really lucky in this case that we did the opposite. Well, and I think one of the key elements to balance is around that passion and, and deep understanding and love of the IP and sort of creativity, but augment with expertise and, and you know, sort of like great experience. And finding the right team composition to be able to pull something off is, you know, uh, I think one of the most important things to building anything great. We'll be back in just a minute with more with Mark Merrill and Shauna Spenley. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We're back with Riot Games executives Mark Merrill and Shauna Spenley. I'm sure a lot of people in this room could testify to it. Yes, we've seen that this world of gaming is massive and Hollywood understands its importance, but transitioning that IP, whether to the big screen or the small screen, it's a very tortured history. Mm -hmm. I, I came up in this business covering television. I remember I think NBC Universal, I saw them twice try this and failed. Does anyone remember Defiance on the Sci-Fi Channel? Yes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of... So were you not daunted by all that? We were incredibly daunted uh, and intimidated. Um, you know, but I think the thing that has often given rioters the sort of drive and perseverance to overcome a lot of obstacles is that 
deep dedication and passion and mission orientation, and that we all share the same dream of sort of like, what, like, wouldn't it be great if, you know, and, you know, just sort of this love of the IP. Um, and, you know, I think when you have incredible people and, you know, a lot of constraints or difficult challenges, right, you can, uh, you know, to quote Ed Catmull, of course, is, you know, you can give a, uh, you know, great idea to a mediocre team and they'll make it mediocre. You can give a mediocre idea to a great team and they'll make it great. Okay. I also think, you know, these are not commercial objectives necessarily. They really are coming from this place of, of building a better experience for players. And so Mark, who is steeped in games, and, and me and my team, some of them are here, um, are steeped in the storytelling. We're really connected in, in what we're trying to do. I also think that's rare. It's not sort of this separate P&L. It's not a separate business unit that has to kind of um, recoup exactly. So that ethos, I imagine, is fairly rare, and it's important to us to keep that strong. Will there be a season two? Yes, we're already in production. Doesn't it doesn't happen quickly? So I'm just going to set expectations now. Hopefully, quicker than six <laughs> years. Yeah, we think we think the pipeline exists now. So yeah, you know. we think half the time. So I think in 24 we will have season two. That is amazing and made all of us cry. We just finished the scripts. And just a few days ago, uh, we learned in a Variety exclusive that you guys hired a live action executive. Mandy She's here. Is here Mandy, today, raise right? your hand. Pitch her. <laughs> so clearly, there's some broader ambitions here. I know you're not necessarily going to speak to particulars, but do you guys have a sense now of like, okay, we're, we're going to ramp up a whole slate in the next 10 years? Like, what, what are you thinking? Well, one of the things that's exciting is Arcane takes place in one area in our world, right? and with eight characters. And we have close to 160 characters now in a much larger world. And so the storytelling possibilities to develop who these characters are and the relationships and sort of the timeline is, you know, we think are vast and immense. And part of our challenge is, you know, how, how do we do that well? Um, and it's been really exciting for us to cultivate this, again, incredibly rich animation pipeline. Uh, but that's one, that's one medium. And, you know, there are other, of course, mediums that may be able to do an incredible job um, of telling these stories also, and those are things that we're committed to exploring. You say that, and I immediately think of two words, cinematic universe, or, uh, or Marvel, this field of characters. Like, are, are you looking to companies like that in terms of like, okay, we've got to build this Bible over X number of characters and Y number of years? We hear that phrase a lot inside our company too, and I think we try to just stay patient and pace it because... We're obviously inspired by Marvel and Lord of the Rings and and Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones. <clears throat> they're they're incredibly inspiring and and clearly audiences are are asking for these interconnected, intertwined universes. <clears throat> so we we can only aspire to tell you know phenomenal and great stories with this vast world that we've that you know they've created that that I get the pleasure of working inside of. Um, our team, it's interesting. It's like we're not trying to tell too big of a story too quickly. We really like these little pockets of the universe. Um, but I think I think we have a very long runway. With, with IP like this, as you all know, Star Wars is 40, 50 years old. Lord of the Rings, older. And, um, and so multi-generational... IP like this should go on for 50 to 100 years. And so we want to be really patient and treat it with care. 
And a lot of that goes into cultivating the internal organizational competency around how to have so many different creators and teams work effectively in a coordinated way within the IP. Uh, and that's quite a challenge. You know, and you know, as we continue to grow, you know, we're finding different ways to, to do that. Uh, but you know, I think we're, we're benefited again by the ability for us to really think long-term and, uh, and try to you know, be focused on, again, investing in the IP rather than exploiting the IP for sort of the short-term benefit. There's no immediate plan for you know, three pictures in a year kind of a thing. I mean, we're not, we're not in a pipeline way of thinking. We want- Yet. No, <laughs> we really want high quality, excellent, um, and it, we're okay if it takes time. So you talk about the team. I'm curious what the infrastructure is. Do you have now a separate TV division? Are you bringing in lots of Hollywood types? Or you're like, you know, we don't want to be infected by the conventional wisdom. <laughs> well, no, we well, are. We definitely want to learn from the tremendous expertise. There so we brought in a lot of great people who have great backgrounds in, in Hollywood as well. But getting the blend right, of course, is, is very important. Yeah, I, look, I think <laughs> it's funny. I, I remember being in a position, being in a tech company, and then bringing in a whole bunch of Hollywood. And so it was sort of weird joining another company and being the Hollywood <laughs> running in. Like, that was weird for me. But um, but I think our focus is really clear. Games right now are such a massive part of the entertainment ecosystem. And we all signed up to be a part of that ecosystem. So I think from, from our perspective, we're really excited to learn and develop together with game executives. And we're coming into it with a partnership frame of mind. So it's not, it doesn't feel um, odd at all, does it? I mean, it feels like we, we are building a really strong team that partners together across um, both dimensions. Well, and when we're creating scripted entertainment, right, it's like our players' expectations, of course, and the audience's expectations aren't just set by what we do. I mean, they watch lots of TV and do great movies. Yeah. And so they're set by what everybody in this room does and what the whole industry does. And so, you know, our challenge has been how do we create something that can, you know, stand shoulder to shoulder with these other, you know, incredible properties, uh, which of course is just, is really hard. And so that's where, you know, again, I think the luxury of being able to take the time and find the right team and sort of experiment and learn has been uh, tremendously helpful. And in terms of those learnings, how do you study your audience and their consumption now that it's sort of bridging two different mediums? Are you, are you learning much about uh, how to best program to that audience? Yes, um, you know, is sort of the short answer. And, you know, we've learned a lot also over the years around how esports impacts the ecosystem and people's desire to play games or whatnot, how music does. And, um, you know, and, and sort of adding in, of course, now TV, you know, animated, you know, with an animated series has, has developed a lot of learnings as well. And, you know, what's fascinating and perhaps unsurprising, you know, to many in this room is, but also really exciting, is a lot of people now want to work at Riot, like some of the best talent, you know, in gaming because of Arcane. So it's not just what we've done, you know, from a gaming standpoint or sports, but people are like, they're excited to work at a company that would have the perspective to do something like that or great. And, and, and that's really, really cool from a perspective. And so uh, because, you know, TV and, and film is just, it's such great storied mediums with such, you know, such rich history and such high expectations and it's like more established in a lot of ways as an art form, you know, compared to gaming. And, and I think many people are still starting to understand gaming or trying to because it's a really big, diverse industry that where it is very different 
different platforms and different business models and different game types. And you know, my, my business partner Brandon, uh, you know, used to talk about how playing games. You know, when people would ask, like, "Hey, like, should I allow my kids to play games?" It's like, well, think about games as having different types of nutritional value. You know, some games can be junk food, right? And others can actually be incredibly nutritious. And that's that's true. And so, you know, lumping it all into into sort of a big bucket of gaming uh, doesn't do justice to the nuance, which I think is probably uh, true as it relates to entertainment. And so, you know, we're just trying to learn and and align with you know great people who again want to share that dream of elevating the experience and, and meeting these incredibly high expectations of the audience we're trying to serve. Well, uh, it's an interesting growth story in progress, and we're looking forward to following it in the future. Thanks for coming in and talking to me. This has been another episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of scintillating conversation with media movers and shakers. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review in Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.